Welcome to another session of Winning Words. This is your host, Ross Gell Seth. Winning Words is our platform to speak life into people, to influence people. Today, I'm excited. Here we are near the end of the high school football season. State playoffs are beginning. The professional and college teams got ways to go. But my guest today is my friend Herschel Dennis. Herschel is the head football coach at Life Christian Academy, and he and I first met back in late February, early March of this current year when he was one of the candidates for the head coaching position at Life Christian Academy, and I had agreed to be on the search committee. So I got to know a bit, quite a bit, about Herschel Dennis. Now, in the providence of God's timing, here we are, Herschel Dennis has a connection to Pete Carroll, who right now is riding high in the minds of lots of people. He's got the Seahawks winning. Tell us, Herschel, what your connection is to her, to Pete Carroll. Well, me and Pete, we have a long-lasting relationship with yeah. a lot of football. A lot know? of football. And, <laughs> and what was your role in that football? Well, I was, I was actually Pete Carroll's first running back that he ever recruited for his first uh recruiting class. What year was that? That was 2001. Wow. 2001. His one, because when he came in in 2000, his, he kind of had to receive and work with uh, the players that were there. Right. So going into 2001, right. he was able to recruit and, you know, his first recruiting class. And I was the the only running back that he brought in that year. Really? So, yeah, so we got a we got. So you were held in high regard by that incoming staff, you know, so I, to speak. I, I was, I was. It was a lot, of, a lot of expectations. Talk to us, Herschel, about your life dating back to being recruited by USC. Mm. In the interview process, I visited with your high school coach, Jerry Jaso who's highly renowned as one of the best in the history of high school football nationwide, Long Beach Poly. Yes. He said to me in my call to him about you, a reference check, Mm -hmm. he said, Coach, Herschel Dennis is amazing. And he said he's had an amazing career as a player. I think he told me that the combination of your years at Long Beach Poly – and at USC, your teams that you played on lost a total of seven games in eight years. Is that correct? Yes. And, well, in high school, we only lost one game. One game? We won, yeah, we lost one game. That was the, the first high school national championship game against De La Salle when they were on their good Yes, run. yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah, our senior year, he wasn't there. He just left. So he wasn't a part of that. But I've never lost a game with Jerry. Wow. And uh, going to SC, yeah, there was a total of like seven losses. So, yeah, you put them together, yeah, you get eight. Wow. High school. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. It was a great experience. So he, Jerry Jaso was uh, an amazing, phenomenal coach. I mean, he had a lot of talent to pull from. Yeah. But he was was really, and then to have, that's also a difficult task, right, to be able to, uh, kind of manage all of that talent because there was, there was so many great wide receivers, so many, like on my first year starting in high school as a sophomore, there were still there were seven running backs, you know, and five of those guys were seniors. And it was me and my uh, good friend, Roy Carrington, who was a sophomore as well, mm. that won the starting job. You know? Wow. So 
we were, uh, and then we had a plethora of receivers that were all 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four guys. So to try to keep that big group of talented players happy is, is <laughs> Not easy difficult. to do. No, Because no. they all think they should be playing. Yeah. They're yeah. all better than the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yet the coach has to decide. Yeah. Herschel, talk to us about your early years. Mm. Growing up, uh, obviously in the L.A. area. Yeah. And what did your childhood uh, – how did you get from childhood, interest in athletics, interest in football? Yeah. And so talk to us about your early years as a boy growing up in the suburban city in the city. Yeah, well, I knew I wanted to play football when I was, I think I was about three or four years old, mm. sitting at uh, my oldest brother's, uh, well, not my older, but my older brother's football game. I remember just sitting in the stands, watching, looking out onto the field, and thinking to myself, I had to be, because I was, I was barely moving, so I had to be really <laughs> young. But I just remember, I, I remember being all covered up because the games were cold. But I remember thinking to myself, looking out on the field, like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to play football. And who did your brother play for? At that time, he played for Diamond Bar. Okay. Yeah, he was in Diamond Bar. That was in the uh, Inland Empire area of uh, California. And... How yeah. many siblings did you have? I have nine siblings. Wow, large yeah. family. Well, eight, eight. I'm the ninth, but yeah, yeah. We have uh, I have three brothers, three brothers and five sisters. Wow. Yeah, and um, well, your parents were busy. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they, they were busy. What and, was your takeaway from growing up in a household of nine? What did your What did your parents gift into you, so to speak, mm -mm. beyond your athletic ability? But as a person, what did you, when you look back now, yeah. what did that home environment, that culture of growing up with that many siblings, what did that, what influence did that have on you? Well, my, my childhood, my childhood was kind of, was a bit rocky growing up. You know, it, I wasn't, my, my parents were older, a little older. They were in their mid-40s when they had me. Mm. I wasn't like supposed to, Yeah, you know, my mom wasn't wasn't able to get pregnant anymore. Yeah. She had two uh, miscarriages before me. Mm. So it was really unlikely for her to uh, get pregnant and have another child. But by the grace of God, yeah. she got pregnant by my father yeah, yeah. Uh, for a third time. And, yep. you know, I came sprouting out. Wow. You know? So, <laughs> but, so that, it, was, it was rocky with them because they were, you know, my dad wasn't expecting to have any more kids. My mom was thinking that this was, you know, this was her forever. Yeah. So when they separated when I was really young, about mm. three years old, and I was bouncing around from house to house mm. with my mom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but we have, you know, we have a, I'm Samoan, and we have, a, we have a huge Samoan family. Yeah. So we were all over the place. You know, my mom yeah. would always get into it with, with her brothers and sisters, and they was always kicking us out. Mm. <laughs> so, but that what that did was I was able to spend time with a lot of different parts of my family, a lot mm. of different people, and um, it made me what I think the only good thing about that was it allowed me to be really adaptable mm. to my environment and mm. be able to kind of uh, be comfortable around different people. You know, that and, that's a profound statement because. You know, there's the expression that there's a silver lining in a dark cloud. Mm -hmm. And you were able to see the good yeah. in this home environment where you were bouncing, 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 mm -hmm. and sometime here, sometime there, yeah. sometimes where, where are we going to be? Yeah. But yet you saw the silver lining in it, and you were able then to carry it forward into. Yeah. Um, 
your experience at Long Beach Poly, um, you indicated you got an interest in football at an early age. Yes. So you en- you enroll at Long Beach Poly. Okay. And they had freshman football, I assume. Yep, yep. And so as a freshman, you made your mark, I'm thinking. Yep. Obviously, you showed yourself to your coaches. So in terms of um, takeaways from your high school experience, obviously you won an amazing amount of games. Yeah. So um, Friday nights had to have been special. They were. <laughs> every, every, every Friday night. With, with Polly... Poly has, you know, it's a, it's tradition. Poly has a rich tradition of football. Okay. There's, they've been winning uh, for, uh, I mean, since they started the program. I think the first program was in 1908, and once they kicked it off, they were dominant pretty pretty early. Mm. You know, so it's been a rich tradition of football. So going into Poly, you kind of you're aware of this tradition, and you. You know, you don't really even try to go there unless you know you're you're a guy that could kind of mm, really you know live up to those expectations. Right. So, so you 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 basically you know what you're walking into. Yeah. If, you, if you sign up to play at Long Beach Poly, yeah, yeah. You, there's expectations there yes. that you're going to win and yeah. you're going to you're beholding in some ways to the tradition they already have. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like yeah, there's not small expectations. Yeah. You know, no, of course like not. Really big ones. So when I was going into Poly. Um, I knew that I was I wasn't from Long Beach. I was from Carson, which is only a city that's like connected, just just out of out of the it's just not in the Long Beach area. Okay. It's a different city. Southern section mm-hmm. is like that. You got all these different cities that's connected to each other, but growing up in those areas, you know, you kinda stay in your section. You yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. go around and venture off. It's not it's not as safe. <laughs> you know. Interesting. So when uh when my I was supposed to be going to Banning or Carson. Yeah, you know, those are the city schools. Right. Well, my mom ran into ran into the running back coach's sisters at Bingo. At Bingo <laughs> one night and my and the sister of the running back coach convinced my mom, told her that uh yeah, you know, Long Beach Poly is great academics and you know, we're one of the best sports schools in the nation. Yeah, yeah. So my mom was all excited about Poly and we just she just got approved to uh live in Long Beach and then once we moved there, she was like, "You're, you know, you're going to Poly." And mm. when I moved to Long Beach, my middle school, my middle school basketball coach, kind of put in a good word for me at Poly because it wasn't a, it wasn't no open enrollment school, but it wasn't that easy to get into. Yeah, I got you. So you had to have yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, a reference or somebody kind of speak upon your half. And uh, my basketball coach called the principal and told him, "Hey, you know, this guy Herschel Dennis. I haven't seen him play football yet, but yeah. he's a heck of an athlete. You, mm. know, you want to." You wow. got to try to get him in. Yeah. So by that, and then my mom enrolling me, they were, the school was aware, and they brought me in. Your freshman year, you have, you know, in California, you're not able to play varsity until you're 15. Right. So, or like when you're a freshman, you can't play as a, can't play freshman on varsity there during that time. So when we came in as a freshman, you know, I walked in, I was walking into a new team. You know, a lot of players that grew up in that Long Beach, Poly, Pop Warner era, and I did it. So... Mm. I came in and first person I see is Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis is I don't know if you're familiar, but he's the tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Oh my but gosh. he's the he has the longest. He just beat out um I forgot the other gentleman's name, but he's he's been in the league for seventeen years now. 
In the NFL? He's been in the NFL for 17, 17 years. 17 years? Yeah, yeah. And that Isn't was my... the average about three years? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, he, and he's a blocking tight end. Oh, my you know, gosh. So he's, he's obviously he's, done it well. He's been doing it really well. And that was my freshman quarterback. He, you know, oh we graduated together. So when I first pulled up to the practice, and he was like 6'5 at the time still. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, he welcomed me in, and yeah. we, I got on the field, put on my cleats, and my first play that that I come into, you know, they line me up at receiver, and I just go deep on the cornerback, and he <laughs> throws it, and, I, and we, you know, we build the relationship. Right uh, there you go. There, you know, you made so the catch. I made a mark as soon as you know the first yeah. day that I stepped on the field yeah, at yeah, Long Beach yeah. Poly, oh. and we had a we, we went undefeated uh, our freshman year, and uh, and the thing at Long Beach Poly, if you're a dude. You you go you you get moved up from the freshman team because the freshman there's only ten games right in right. the high school in the playoffs if you're considered a guy they'll move you up to varsity to practice with varsity mm. to, you know oh, during wow. the playoff time yeah you know? yeah so then once me and several other uh, guys got moved up you know then that's when I knew okay they're taking notice to who I am yeah and then yeah you get yeah. to practice with the varsity and just in that practice you know it's those guys. At that time, you know, it seemed like grown men yeah, yeah, at the yeah. time yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with children. Here you were 14, yeah, 15 14, years old. Yeah, 150 pounds. And, <laughs> but, you know, you, you go out there and you, just to gain a yard, yeah. or gain four yards, and that defense was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. an accomplishment, you know. That's how good they were. You yeah, know, going yeah, into yeah. My, my sophomore year, they were ranked the number one defense in the nation, mm. you know. So, um when I got moved up my, my freshman year, that was like the first mark. And then my going, going into camp my sophomore year in 1999, um, that there were still five seniors on, on the team. And everybody, Larry Kroom and Herman Ho-Ching, had just left. Those are two of the best running backs that I ever got to watch play mm. at, in high school. They were, they were guys that I was trying to emulate my game after. And so coming in my sophomore year, going into my first varsity camp, you know, you have to make a statement. And I remember standing there or getting ready to do my first Oklahoma drill uh, against, you know, varsity bigger guys. And and I remember standing in line, I'm about to come up, and I'm like, man, this, you know, you have that slight, that, 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 that subtle moment yeah. of, oh, man, these guys are big. You know, yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I, I wasn't a, a, a scary or nervous guy, but I was nervous yeah, at, yeah. At, at, that, at that time right <laughs> at there. At that time you were. Yeah, but then I thought to myself, you know, I was like, all right, there's two ways that you could go about doing this. You can either run scared and, you know, and it's mm. going to hurt. Or you can, you know, go as hard as you can and just see what happens. Which is a great coaching point for life. Yeah. Because with this podcast, we want to encourage people. We want to speak life into people, yeah. convince them that they can. Yes. So here you are in a moment, a formative moment, yeah. where it's your opportunity to carry the ball yeah. against a defensive player that's waiting yeah. to make a play on you to, to knock the heck out of you, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And. Yeah. You had a choice. Yeah. You either run scared and, and go timid, yeah. or you know what? You bow the neck, as I say, yeah. and you roar up in there, yeah. and you make something happen. That's so true of life, isn't I, it? I bowed the neck, I <laughs> ran up in there, and I ran right through that linebacker. <laughs> there ran, you go. And then, and then I thought to myself, oh, wow, this is varsity football? Okay, I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> you know? And that's so, so true of life, too, because once we know we yes. can do it, yeah. the then we just keep doing it. it. Yeah. Confidence is such a huge factor in life. Absolutely. Uh, what's your greatest takeaway from being around Jerry Jaso for those years at Long Beach Poly? 
What's his, your greatest takeaway? His, his, his composure and really what, what I learned from Jerry was how well he was able to adjust his scheme. It wasn't like you coming up to varsity, this is like, you know, we're doing this. You got to be good at what, mm -hmm. what we do or, you know, it's going to be difficult for you. He was really good at, like, adapting to the players that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from having one of the best quarterbacks in the nation to not really having, a, a you know, really talented quarterbacks. Right. But we had a plethora of running backs that were. So he adapted his game to what he had and mm. made. And then our, our quarterback, you know, he wasn't the best in my sophomore year. He wasn't the best drop back, read the defense. And, you know, it wasn't what Jason was used to. So then he implemented the option because he was a big, big, uh, physical quarterbacks, so yep. we just started running the option, and you know, so I, I like I remember him just being very adaptable, very uh, you know fair, yeah. and, and and helping guys, you know, be happy with our play. Which which is, you know, in terms of teams, it's not easy to build team because yeah. there's a lot of eyes. Yes, you know, yeah. I use the analogy that there's no I in team, T E A M, mm -hmm. right? But it's still not easy. Yeah. The other thing that you spoke to there, Herschel, is uh, a leadership principle, and that mm -hmm. is the best leaders are able to get the best out of their people. Yeah. So yeah. if you own a business and you're listening today, you lead a team of people at your office or at your business or wherever you are in life, part of the challenge as an effective leader is they learn what each of their players can do best. And then as you spoke to, Coach Jaso adapted what he Long Beach Poly was going to do mm -hmm. to fit those people. Yes. Let's move on. So we let's go back to the USC recruiting process. Mm. So you have this great career at Long Beach Poly. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people knew about Herschel Dennis by that time. Yeah. Because yeah. you're coming out of one of the most esteemed. So in the recruiting process, did you already have your eye on USC, or how did that come to be? Yeah, well, I've always been a Pac-10 fan. There you go. You know, yep. always, Growing up in the LA area. Yeah, yep. and that, that I was, you know, I was a UW fan. I was mm. really, I was really adamant about coming to Washington. Okay. I wanted to because I was just a Huskies fan. Yeah. I liked USC, UCLA, um, and I liked Cal. I liked Arizona. Trump candidate played there at the time. Like I was just always a Pac-10 fan. You know, I was. Uh, I felt like they never got the respect that they deserved. And I had a lot of guys that I looked up to in California football that went to the pack. So I've always narrowed it down to I'm going to the pack 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so when I got my first offer from my sophomore year game, mm. uh, my first game that we ever played on, that I ever played on Fox Sports Net, they used to cover our games all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, wow. And uh, it was an interesting scenario because we had our number one defense, like I said earlier was going against the number one running back in the nation at the time. So we mm. had number one going against number one. Yeah, yeah. And um, Chris, he was, Chris Howard, he was a great running back. He went to USC as well. Mm. And so it was just kind of like set up for me because every college recruit was at that game. Yeah, interesting. You know, and then uh, when, <clears throat> when we played, our defense, like, shut Chris down. Mm. And then I just made some really impactful runs and was, you know, I, I showed out and – uh, I, it was just a really good game for me. I think I had like 10 carries for 150 yards. Didn't score any touchdowns, but I was running hard. And they, mm -hmm. you know, and I was on TV and in front of that that uh, that crowd. And this now, is your sophomore this year. This is my sophomore year. Second <coughs> game. My second, first. Wow. Second game. So you got an offer his sophomore year mm -hmm. after playing two games of high school football. Yes. 
Amazing. Yeah. So fast forward, you get to your senior year. By the time you're going into your senior year, mm -hmm. you had it narrowed down possibly to several schools. Yeah, to USC, UCLA, uh, Oregon, and Washington. Why did it end up being USC the choice? Well, because my mother was going to disown me. If I, if I didn't, uh, I didn't choose. That made USC. the decision easier. Yeah, yeah. She was because uh, I was. You know, this is when I went through my trips. I, I, my first trip I went to was UW. I came here to Washington, okay. and uh, I loved the team. But I just didn't. I wasn't. You know, back then I wasn't like a fan of the weather. When I came up here, it was really gray. And I was like, oh, no. Nah, is it getting better for you? Yeah, it's getting better because, you know, it's. <laughs> now, I got to caution you. You're <laughs> heading into the, win the uh, winter, no. uh, which no. is the wet season here. Yeah, yeah. So well, I'm, if I'm you're old. not here one day, I'll, you know what? Where did Herschel go? He's back to California. <laughs> no. Exactly. But no, that's. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm older now. I know how to deal with the weather. It doesn't bother yeah. me much anymore. But back yeah. then, a uh, 17 year old kid, you know, you want to be around the sunshine. And so then. Uh, when I, then I took my UCLA trip. It was another great trip, but I just didn't kind of mesh with the players. I, not, not that they were bad guys or anything. I just uh, the camaraderie with them was, wasn't there. You mm -hmm. know, I then uh, went to SC and I just fell in love because wow. I felt like it was my, you know, like the guys from my neighborhood. I just felt at home with the Good. players and the environment. Yeah. So then, uh, then, but then I took my. So after that SC trip, I committed. I committed to USC, called Pete, like, hey, I'm committed, I'm coming here. And then I took my, I was like, I'm just going to go on my last trip, you know, just to see it. And Pete's like, oh, yeah, man, go ahead, man. You know, go and jail yourself, you know, eat some good food. So <laughs> then I went to Oregon. Okay. I went to Oregon. and Who was coaching at Oregon at the time? Rich Brooks? Nope. It was Bilotti. I think, no, not Mike Bilotti? Yes. Mike yep. Bilotti. Yep, yep. yep. He took over after yep. Rich Brooks left. Yep. So he, he was there. And um, it was just at the beginning the birth of this RPO offense, and they were running it well, and they had two backs at the time that were going over a 1,000 yards. And I remember just sitting in the room with the offensive coordinator and the, and the running back coach, and I was just amazed about like how much space the running back would have yeah, every time yeah. he got the ball, these, this misdirection, and it just like looked really fun to be a part of. And all of the uniforms. So when I left Oregon, <laughs> the Nike influence. Yeah, there you the go. Nike, and then it was just when I left Oregon, I felt my like I had a change of heart. Oh you know? wow! Yeah, so I called Pete. Uh oh. And I told him, Pete, I'm sorry, man, but uh, I'm decommitting. I'm gonna go to Oregon. You know, they got an offense there that I want to be a part of. Oh my gosh! Yep. And he's oh no 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 Hershey no no don't uh, you know uh, just just think about it here. Give it a second. You know, you just refresh off the trip. So, yeah yeah yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, but now nah, I just want to be a part of it. So I came back and I told my mom and my mom, you know, every morning, this is three days before signing day. Mm. And so you're so, getting down to the wire. Yeah, we're getting yeah, down yeah. to the February wire. February of your yeah, senior in February. year. And the uh, first day my mom's waking me up in the morning to, you know, go to school and she's crying mm. and, and she's, you know, telling me, you know, baby, you don't have to leave, you know, California to be a man. You could grow yeah, up in yeah, your own yeah, backyard. Yeah. So yeah. just stay here. She yeah, just sounded yeah, just yeah. like Pete Carroll. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, I'm like, they were on the same page. Yeah, they're, they're on the same page. <laughs> they wanted yeah. to get you on that page too. The second day, you know, the, it's the same thing. She's crying again and. And mm. I'm like, come on, mom. What like, I'm going to college. You should be happy. Yeah, you know? there you go. Then the third day <laughs> on signing day, ooh, this is signing day. She wakes me up again, crying, and really, you know. And I'm like, mom, this. Now I'm frustrated, you know, because uh, this is what's supposed to. Be, this is a big day, and then you know you. But you loved yeah, your mom. Yeah, and, and she's 
telling me, you know, you could grow up in your own backyard. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Mom, I'm going to college. Like, this is my decision. Yeah. Like, let me make it. I need to go be a man. You know, yeah, I got to yeah. get away from you. I got to get away from <laughs> this, you know. And then she said, you, she, she cussed me out. You know, she said, F you. Oh, no. She said, you know what? Go then. You're not my son. You know, I said, what? Really? Why? You know, she, and it's, you know, she wasn't talking to me, gave me the cold shoulder. So when I get to the school to sign, we're in the library doing our signing. And, um, you know, we had about other 10 guys other, at Poly yeah, were signing, too. Yeah, we had about 10 other guys signing. Wow. And I was one of the last ones. And my mom drove me there. So she's in the crowd. And I remember just looking at her crying and I just couldn't think I couldn't believe it I'm like wow I can't believe she's acting like this on, yeah. on, on, my, on this day you know so when it gets down to me I'm like the last person to sign that's why I just signed University of Southern California and then I make the announcement and then she goes crazy and oh so God. I did it because I didn't want to lose my mother you know some things are important some things are real important yeah yeah that's good so, talk to us about the uh Obviously, you had a great career at yeah. USC, a great experience there. Uh, what was the biggest? Those were the years yeah. where that staff was new, mm -hmm. but it didn't take them long yeah. before they got it rolling. Yeah. True? Yeah. yeah. So over the course of your four years, uh, USC football, your freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, didn't lose many games. No. Great years. No. Yeah. No, it was... Uh... It what was, was that environment like within a Pete Carroll and a USC locker room, your teammates? It was a, it was a positive. It was like everybody bought in okay. really quickly. Everybody, uh, we had older guys that kept the younger guys accountable. It was, it was basically everything that we try to preach about what being a team is about, you know, and all the, uh, everything that comes with it. You know, waking up at 5 in the morning to work out. Like, all the running backs woke up at 5 in the morning mm. to go work out with the linemen during the off season. You know, wow. because we just had – it was that, that type of Bonding. commitment. We had that bond. And then everything that Pete wanted to do that we – like, wherever we were – all the rules that he implemented, we followed. Mm. You know, it, it wasn't like we had – like, there were guys trying to do their own thing. We had some – it was like we – we bought in really quickly. We bought in. You could sense yeah. that where he was leading you, you yeah. wanted to go. We wanted to go. We yeah. wanted to go. And then I went. And it was, I think it was the, the, the environment that he uh, helped set up at practice. Like our practice environment was was second to none. Like there, I don't think anybody practiced like us like that mm -hmm. at the time. I've heard that from others. Yeah, and it was just like it was it was hard. It was scripted. Practice was hard. It was competitive. It was efficient. We was uh, you know, flying around. We was always moving and like just everything was important. You know, so just to, and it was the first time like Polly was like that but not to that degree. Mm. You know, our practices were hard. We competed. Talk to us Herschel about I've heard about Competition Tuesdays or yeah. what day of the week. Every day yeah, of the week, he loves competition. Yeah. He wants to create competition. What's your greatest takeaway from being in that culture for yeah. those years yeah. related to competition? What would you talk to people about in terms of what does competition mean to Herschel Dennis, having been through that experience? Well, competition is, is a tool that, that we use to sharpen one another. Mm. You know, you give... You give your best to your brother or you give your best to your teammate mm -hmm. in order to 
to to make him better. Because in the word it speaks to as iron sharpens iron. iron yeah, Proverbs so twenty seven seventeen. Sharp, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron as a man sharpens another. Yep. And that's that's what we did. And he made it fun, and we, and we were respectful about it. And we just we knew that we weren't if we weren't given. You know, if I wasn't coming up and hitting Clay Matthews the way that I used to hit Clay Matthews, you know, he probably wouldn't have Another been the Another NFL pass, but, name. Yeah. yeah. And just, but we, we all gave each other each other's best mm-hmm. in order to uh, just make, make one another better. And when we came to the game, it just wasn't, the competition wasn't like that. You know, it was just a little simpler because our practice was scripted. The defense knew what we were doing. Yeah, and yeah. it made our, <laughs> and the offense, like, you know, we would get frustrated at times. Yeah, they knew the play, but Pete wanted it that way because if the defense, if these talented guys know what we're doing and we're still able to um, block it, it well and yeah, execute yeah, yeah. it, yep. then, you know, what you what the heck is the other defense going to do? You yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. it was just, uh, it was a high-intensity environment and um it was just one of the best experiences that i had at usc you met uh another player Mm -hmm. ben malcolmson yes yes and ben Ben and i have become renow we become friends okay he spoke uh this spring at the pierce county prayer breakfast in may nice told his story and i've read his book walk on yeah uh but in terms of your relationships with players at mm-hmm. USC, when you look back at that, uh, much of life is relationship. Mm-hmm. You talk about teams, you talk about competition and winning and all that, but it really comes down a lot of it to you know relationships with one another, like the relationship you and I have built. Yes. So in terms of relationships, what have you learned about relationships? I learned they're, I mean, they're very important. You know, they're... Uh, you got to you got to cherish the relationships that you have mm-hmm. with 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 people with because that's what's in, those are the things that are important you know it's not like so much what you know one another could do for each other it's just like the relationship that you guys have I mean I know with with a lot of my team, ex teammates now you know but brothers for life mm-hmm. you know it's just they. They love me, and I love them, and not because of what we did on the football field, yeah, but yeah. because of like so good how we uh, took care of one another off the field, yeah, or how yeah, we were there for yeah, each other yeah. outside of the game. You yeah. know, and uh, a lot of us are still close to this day because of those relationships, or because of not because of how we like perform together, but just because of the, the relationships that we built out off the, off the field. Yeah. You know, and it's it's important because you know I needed help going through. Uh, when I was wasn't playing or didn't get picked up by a team, and uh, when I needed, you know, my guys to confide in, you know, I had a a good group of men that was yeah, there for me. That's good. Know, Which so. there again, <clears throat> so wise in terms of just living life. Yeah, having a group of people that you know support you and are going to be there for you. Right, that's what we can do one for the other. Yeah. So here you are now, 2022. Wow, your first year into being a head football coach yes. at a Christian school, yep. Life Christian Academy. So why coaching for you now? Well, you could have done a lot of other things, yep. but here you are. You're influencing young people. Mm-hmm. You're praying before and after every practice that's on the on the field, yep. game, practices and games. Yep. So why coaching and why coaching in a Christian school? Well, I feel like, I feel like uh, coaching – 
I feel like God put me in that in that position. Well, coaching's always, I've always been like a player's coach, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, I would coach the players on the team as when I when I was playing. You okay. know, I've always understood the game, so I always yeah. felt like coaching was part of what I was supposed to be yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then when I started to uh, strengthen my faith and get more connected to God, and uh, just started to to walk that walk. I started to listen to, you know, what he kept putting in my head. Mm-hmm. And the coaching was like, I think it was just it's the way that, you know, hey, this is how you're going to reach them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the best mm-hmm. way that you're going to be able to mm-hmm. reach and mm-hmm. uh, get a group of, of young men connected to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's some that may not be, because, you know, I, I trained some guys in the off season that aren't, you know, they were they weren't in the beginning as comfortable to pray in. You know, I pray yeah, in, yeah, pray yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, there's that's some a great that, expression: pray in, pray out. Yeah. You know, you know it says it too, but praying fervently without ceasing, mm-hmm. con- continuous. Right. Yeah, right, that's good, right. Gershaw. That's and, good. And, and that's what and, and I and I do it to get us connected to understanding. To you know, hey, we need his strength. You know, mm. we need his strength to to get through what we're about to endure. Yes. And then we and then when we're when we're praying out, we're gonna need his his strength and his guidance to help guide us back to mm. you know staying on track and getting us back here to do it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and it's just uh, something that I ado- adopted from uh, my brother DeQuinn Evans that has yeah, great guy. Yeah, and yep. that, that has the the organization Gridiron out here, and he um. I moved out when I moved out here, you know, because the the, to, the coaching wasn't. I didn't come out here doing to look for a head coaching job. I came out here to just help him mm-hmm. with uh, expanding his his organization and help uh, with with his movement of how we were trying to mentor mm-hmm. uh, these young athletes and, and get them grow them closer to God, you know. But I I needed to do that myself, mm. and that's why I needed. I wanted, and I knew uh, DQ was on that path. And I knew he was the perfect person to help because when my mm-hmm. mom just passed away last year, yeah. and when I and I was having a rough time in California because I, unbeknownst to me, like it, it was I, it might have been because of the death, but it was just yeah with her being gone and then me not knowing how to really deal with it, I was having a hard time. I was mm-hmm. struggling, mm-hmm. and uh, and when I, I would call him all the time and talk to him, and then he was just like, you know what, man, you just. I mean, just move out here, mm. you know, come on out here, man. And, you know, then we could, you know, we could walk this walk together. You can help yeah, me yeah. with this, with the organization. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man. But, you know, you have that, that sense of like, well, what am I going to do in Washington, you know? <laughs> but uh, here you are. And, and here I am, man. And within, within five months, you know, all the, everything that I was praying for, uh, as I, I mean, I moved out here with him. Yeah, when you live in his house, you got to go to church every Sunday. Mm. You got to do Bible study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, wow. and, and we you were... You moved into the right house. Yeah, I moved yeah. into the right house for yeah. the certain... And, 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 I, and I, need, I knew I needed that and I wanted that. And just that small amount of time, uh, you know, it made a, a, a big impact on me, you know. So I, 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 I give him a lot of credit for just opening up his home, being there yeah. for me and... He done he done a lot and he just he woke me up every morning uh, to pray and and we would we would wake up pray do Bible study and then we'll work out mm-hmm. you know every morning and that was just kind of equipping me for for when uh, you know I'm out on my own yeah, and yeah. so working with working with him he deserves a lot of credit for me even having this job yeah, yeah. because it it got me ready for so when you ask why 
I, I feel like the reason why is because God, I think this is the biggest way for me to make an impact and help bring uh, athletes closer to God, you yeah. know, and be connected. And, um, and yeah, this, that, this is just like how I could speak, you know, I could, I could speak life into, into kids by using the game of football, yeah, yeah. you know. Herschel, so good. Yeah. Um, last question. What, there's a lot of what Herschel Dennis mm. had in California. Now you move here to Washington and you take this head football coaching job. What do people in the Northwest not know about Herschel Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's an, un, what's an unknown? Well, in, well, in the Northwest, I mean, there's a few things. You know, They probably don't know that I'm considered the most winningest collegiate football player in NCAA history. Yeah. That's, that's a fun yeah. fact. Jerry Jaso talked me about that yeah. when I did the reference call to him yeah. before we hired you. Yeah. He yeah. said, that guy, yeah. Herschel, he's won more games yeah. than anybody in the history of college football, the teams he played on. And they, and they probably also don't know that I'm, I'm, I'm the fourth. All of my brothers are named Herschel. Oh, my we're, gosh. Yeah, we're like the George Foreman family. <laughs> They're all named Herschel. Oh, wow. And... Uh, what? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Herschel, thanks a lot for being with us today. Your story is so intriguing to me, and it's going to be a blessing to others. Uh, some key things we've talked about today the power of confidence. Yes. The power of following the leading from a brother like DQ. Yes. Uh, actually, your cousin, but yeah. a brother in the Lord. Yes. And he. He comes alongside of you and says, mm -hmm. it's time. The power of competition and yeah. be willing to compete every day. Mm -hmm. And the, the, back to your childhood, moving from home to home to home and yet uh, seeing the positive in it. Yes. You've been a great guest today. I, I, I value you. you and I value your insights and I value your life. So thank you for being with us today on this session of Winning Words. Herschel Dennis has been yeah. our guest. Uh, you can follow Life Christian Academy Football. Herschel's uh, available. He's posting on Facebook and yeah. Instagram. And Herschel H. So, Dennis. Herschel H. Dennis. Yeah. So thanks for being with us. Uh, whatever you can take away from today as our listening audience, take it, run with it, yes. be the best you can be, and, and most importantly, follow the path that God has you on because that's the path yeah. that he can bless it. Herschel, thanks for being Thank with you, us. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate it. God bless you all. Me.